start introducing ourselves or start? I guess we can. All right. Uh, well, first of all, we need a catchphrase. Um, That's but not, that shouldn't be first. That is always going to be first. It shouldn't be first. It well, too bad. Okay. Anyways, we are dumb comfort creators. Uh, we are. We, we definitely, are. That's, you know, yeah. That's also the name of this podcast. I know. That's why I said it. Uh, and respectfully, uh, I am Eric Schwartz and my partner is Keegan China. Yeah. That's your time to speak up. Okay. As you can tell, we're dumb comic book creators as yeah. we don't even agree on an intro. We're dumb about making comics. Yes, we definitely are. Um, but we can go through and start talking about certain things and for today, um, I have an updated script for my comic that I'm creating. Um, it is much more clean and much better in a way that I could. Did you did you name this comic yet? Uh, I have not. Okay. Because um, what I want to name it is name it after the villain and not <laughs> the main character, because the villain is probably like my favorite part about this. Well, that's and, what's the villain's name. The bill's name is the deal maker. Well, then that could be the name of your script. But yeah, I think I could name that, but I think it's too much away. Like I said, working title. It could be a working title. Okay, my working title is the deal maker then. So two weeks ago, where were you? We we went through the scripts. Yeah. Hopefully, and nobody ever listens to that podcast episode two. It was a bad episode. It's long. It's a long episode. Yeah. And it's bad. not a bad episode. It, it's not a bad episode, but my script was so bad. It's long. It, your script was, uh, it was a first-timer script, so there was just a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I've gone through since, followed the instructions much more than how you're supposed to present them, add a lot more detail, so the image is not just what's in my head, but it's on paper. So mm-hmm. the first, the first, so the illustrator can eventually be like, oh, I get what he's saying. And they can go through and go from there. And if they have any questions, it'll be much easier for me to clear up then instead of spending the entire time discussing it. Yeah, it's more descriptive for sure. I can tell that it's a lot longer of a script too. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've done a good job going uh, panel by panel. And now you've added the page numbers with how many panels on each page, which is really good. One thing that you've not changed yet is like, you're still doing panel one through a billion. Uh, each page should be panel one through four, and then page two starts at one again. Yeah, actually, I could fix easily. I'll go through and start fixing it. I could fix that. Yeah, that's really really quickly. A, just a formatting error. Yeah, you have some spelling errors too. When I was going through, but that's just because when you're in the flow, you don't need to fix spelling. You know. I'm in the uh, Binding Forester mindset, which is you the first draft that you write with your heart, the second draft you write with your brain. So this yeah. is me just trying to get everything used down, and then I can fix it later in my second draft, slash third draft, or however many it takes. I see. Now, uh, your, your script didn't end. What the heck happened? Uh, <laughs> um, so I am deciding between uh, making this a one-off which case it will have to be longer and it will have a definitive ending or trying to turn this into an ongoing series. Um, 
And they call that a one shot, right? One shot, yeah. Where it's so, one comic and it wraps up at the end. And that's it. That's the whole comic, right? Yep. There's not supposed to be a sequel. Cool. And how many pages do you think you're going to do? So my goal is if it's a one shot to have more than 20. If it's going to be an ongoing series, it'll just be 20. 20, um, 22. I think the, the yeah. standard Marvel DC is 22. Yes. For each issue. Mm-hmm. And, and those come out once a month, right? Yes. Once a month, unless like, there's something special happens, they might do more than one. Uh, for example, Walking Dead, I know I did a Christmas special by their normal issue, so they twice a month, but hey, that's very rare. Um, Japanese manga is once a week, but they also don't color in their stuff, so it's a lot different. And there's no backgrounds. No, actually, no, they do have backgrounds. Um, like extensively? If, yeah, I think there's there's so. less of a background in my experience. So, as you can see, like in this one right here, which well, is hold on, let me stop you. Later, uh, you see the comments about later. This has a good background, so they have backgrounds. It's just that it's a lot. Um, they also have stuff like this though too, which is just very plain. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it depends on the specific issue. So. But in American comics, pretty much every panel has a background. Yes. Okay, that's what I was saying. Like this one, which is a pretty big deal. They have a background there, stuff like that. Okay. I'm glad we got this talk. Yeah, so it depends. So that's just, yeah. Good talk. So the comic has to break too. If you disagree, whatever. I'm right. I'm just saying there's less backgrounds. So and you're saying you're wrong. You should feel bad for being wrong. Okay. King of your bad is your your opinion's bad. You should feel sad. You're the expert. I'm I'm wrong and you're you're correct. I do feel bad. Yeah. It's all right, I forgive you. I'm a good guy like that. Okay. <laughs> good. I needed your forgiveness. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk more about your script. Well, how do we go panel by panel? (laughs) Fine, let's do that. No, we don't need to. So this is so panel two is still basically two panels in the description, uh, only because I think you're showing Hank on the outskirts of the parking lot, and then there's a lot with this cup. The cup will be seen on the ground quite prominently. but it's impossible for me to picture this panel with pink and all this stuff, but then also the cup is in the foreground. So I think you just need, yeah, you need one panel where Hank has a cup and he's like tossing it. And the next panel is of the cup on the ground with him in the background. And then panel three, which you have here, is the same picture, but the cup is no longer on the ground. And then panel four is flipping it around and you see that Hank's holding the cup again, you know? Yes. Just really, and that's what I'm saying, like these comic scripts, you really have to get detailed about each action getting its own panel. Because if you gave this to a comic artist, they would be frustrated with trying to show 
tank, the police station, the parking lot, and the cup on the ground all in one panel, unless it was like one a one page splash, you know? Where, where you have like a, a really large panel, but this is a four panel page. So I don't know if you, you'd have that much room. I could adjust the number of panels and it's maybe. Yeah, so just one more panel with Hank tossing the cup. Yeah. In between, uh, yeah, in between, well, one, panel one, and then panel two is Hank tossing it. Panel three is the cup on the ground, panel, four is what you have for panel three here, which is that the cup, it's the same shot of the, from the ground, but the cup's not there anymore. Yeah, and then keep going. So yeah, when you go through this again, just double check that all your action is separated out the way it needs to be. Yep. Um, another way, so I've been working on a, a comic called Death Maze. And I've been experimenting with that uh, as the writer drawing out the comic, um, drawing out each frame and just drawing it with like my little doodle, like literal doodles, like stick figures. Um, but what it does in my brain is it gives me like that outline of like what panel, what I'm going to put in each panel when I'm writing it out, even though I can't draw very well and like nobody else would maybe be able to understand what I've drawn in my sketch book. Uh, it does help with pacing it for the comic artist to figure out. And then also when I give that to an artist, one of my scripts for Death Maze, I'm like, here, draw this. And, uh, and if they give me any crap about it, I can say, nope, I know that this can be on one page because I've already drawn it. You know, I've already sketched it out. And I've, I've even given uh, a sketch from my sketchbook to an artist to like show them what the layout I was thinking of. So so that, that could help you out too, if you just wanted to. And honestly, that makes writing a lot faster too. Um, just because you didn't, you didn't quite get through the, the whole script here. So if you wanted to finish it out and yeah, without- a lot. A lot of it is just simply that, like, I don't know exactly how I'm editing it, and I haven't decided yet. So, like, that's yeah. also still be down for about two. Well, I'm saying that could help you without committing to writing out each panel. That could help you figure out an ending and sort of outlining panel by panel. So, actually, on Amazon, and we're not getting a cut for this, but I, I did go on Amazon and I found this. Uh, I think it's for kids, but it's called the Blank Comic Book Notebook. And the uh, this is the multi-template edition, which means each page has a different um, template for blank panels. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's for kids, again, like to just kind of color and make their own comics. And some of the pages have like <laughs> way too many panels, like almost like manga, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you can see here that I have made really crappy and rough sketches of my death maze comic. See, that's the, I was showing you the calming room earlier. 
that's it. The original version with this, with the rainbow and everything. And, uh, and sometimes I don't even draw these in order in the book. Like I, cause I skip around to find the panels that I like. So, um, what I think is useful about this as a writer is that, again, going panel by panel, now I know what to write in each panel uh, when I get down to writing up the script and I can just refer back to my outline and describe each panel. And I don't have to like think about how the page is gonna be laid out. I can just write it out based on how the how I've already laid it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that something that might be interesting to, for you to try? I may try that just because I cannot draw at all. That's why I'm scared to do it that way. But I understand the way you're thinking that, hey, if I do it this way, it's um, to make, I can show my way of how they're doing it. I mean, you can see that I can't draw at all too. Yeah. Right? Right. In fact, I can't even really letter. I've just been like <laughs> practicing that stuff too. So mm -hmm. I think uh, if you can do stick figures and you can like imagine a character and do a stick figure and figure out how to like carry that stick figure from one panel to another, mm -hmm. then this might be a, a worthwhile way to to do this if you're a writer even if you're an artist too we keep really we keep mentioning these things as writers who can't do art but i think some of this still applies for artists so let's talk uh a little more about your scripts what are you going to do next so um i'm going to not separate out each action just yet so i think that's going to be fine for a second run through um, where I plan on taking this is, um, the main character is going to make a deal and he's going to go back to the, after passing out at the bar, he's going to go right to work. And in the first couple panels, you know how they threw the cup and it goes right back in his hands. This time he's going to throw a cup again and it's going to sit on the ground. Okay. And that's going to freak him out. Oh, I see. Okay. Hey, and that's a good callback to they, the part of the script that we actually talked about this week. Yeah. So that's why that's what it was. so that's why I had in mind from the beginning of like where like the thing happens where he goes back and then um, eventually I'll have him do a flashback to him making a deal with the deal maker. From there he'll go and decide what he wants to do. Like if he's gonna step up to the plate and realize the police are required now, what do I do about that? Yeah or be cower and try to figure out how to fix the problem because he actually liked life a lot easier. Life was a lot better when he didn't have to do any work. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, and uh, so when are you gonna finish? I don't know. Uh, I was planning on being much more done yesterday, uh, but to be honest, uh, life got in my way. Okay, so... Um... All right, good. So for the next podcast, then I know that we we would be doing two you podcasts in a row, but I think for the sake of finishing the script, I think we should keep your keep your hands on the fire 
Okay. I don't know if that's the right way of saying that. Well, I'm on a roll. Don't stop the ball, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, with your hands. Yeah. As Because you're typing with your hands, you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Scary stuff, scary stuff, scary stuff, ding. Scary stuff, <laughs> scary stuff, scary stuff, ding. Scary stuff, scary stuff, scary stuff, lunch. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, sounds good. So then next week, when you have a finished script, we're going to look, start looking for artists, I think. Yes. Have you looked for artists at all yet? Not at all yet, because I, I want to get my stuff done. I want to get through step part A before going to part B. I'm not going to put the cart in front of the horse, so to speak. Okay, good idea. Well, this week, why don't you sign up for, get on Reddit, get into the comic book collabs group, get on Facebook, get into the connecting writers with artists group, and start checking out digitalwriting.com. And like figure out what other writers are posting when they're asking for artists to work with them on the project. And just do a little bit of legwork, um, separate from writing. Just okay. to get, get yourself into the mind space of you're going to have to contact somebody soon to actually work on your project. So how are other people doing that? And how can you kind of copy successful uses of that? Because there's a lot of people who still, to this, this week even, several writers on there are asking for free help from artists and... You can get somebody, but it it's going to be a strained relationship, I think. Yeah, you can't expect them. If somebody's working for free, you can't expect A, brilliant work, or B, to do them in a timely manner because it's they're volunteering for it. I mean, Well, what if I said this, Eric? What if I said to you, if we make any money, you can have the money? That's still a big ask. I well, mean, how are you, how are you, how am I, you should say, how am I going to make money? Okay, how am I going to make money? No, how am I going to make money? If I said to you, you get all the money if we, if we make money on this, then you should say to me, how are you going to make money? In how other are you words, going to make money? I don't know. I have no idea how to make money. That's why I can't pay you because <laughs> I have no money. You know, if you're asking somebody to work on your project, uh, for future compensation based on sales, chances are they're gonna still say no because you have no track record of making sales yeah. or, you, or you would be able to pay them, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're an established writer and you were banking on big bucks later, uh, if you were Stephen You King, would still be paying up front, you know? Yeah, you still were be established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. so this is a note um, that every single artist will probably say. They don't want to get paid in exposure. They want to get paid in food and money. Mostly money. Only money, really. Only money, really. Yeah. Did you read any new comics this week? I sure question did. Question mark, question sure. mark, question mark. I read a graphic novel. Uh -huh. um, I think it's an older one, actually. And it's called... Uh, Pyongyang, A Journey in North Korea, and it's by Guy Delisle. I think he's a pretty famous webcomic, or I, 
I don't know exactly if it's web comics, but drawn, drawn and quarterly books publish this. And I know he has a bunch of other books and he's a very successful graphic novelist. Um, but he's basically a Canadian. He went into North Korea as an animator and to finish an animation project in North Korea uh, with a North Korean based animation company. Um, so this is uh, basically his sketchbook while he was there um, that he's converted into a graphic novel. Uh, yeah. Have you read this one? I have not. Okay. I have to. So yeah, like I said, the story is he goes into Pyongyang and it's kind of a there and back again story. He uh, he shares the various daily life and he shares like little trips that they go on while they're there. Um, his frustrations with living within a dictatorship um, as a, you know, Westerner and sort of the tensions that he can observe um, from the people that live there. The art is all black and white, and it's some of the sketches are um, actual drawings he made while he was there, I think, um, of places that are there. So, and these are really interesting because you can't take pictures in North Korea of things that of things that they don't want you to take, take pictures of. So this book is really showing things that you can't usually see in North Korea. And in that way, uh, but there, so there's kind of realistic sketches, but then there's also most of the book is done in sort of a cartoonish kind of look. Um, yeah, but the, the art is really solid. You never kind of question where anything is and it's, the characters are really defined characters. So the characters are pretty cartoony, but the, the locations can be very realistic looking because they were like basically, I think sketches he made of actual environments. Uh, is it autobiographical or semi-autobiographical? Autobiographical. I auto, yeah. What's what's semi auto? Like it's some of it's like real, some of it's not. Oh no, yeah. this one's completely autobiographical. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's no mystical okay. energy or Power Rangers or anything. Uh, yeah, so he has at one point start matrixing, like standing up like legs, and like whoa. No, he doesn't. Um, okay, that'd be cool if he did though. So there's no color in this. It's black and white. Um, it's grayscale, which means that they've shaded it. Um, the lettering is hand hand lettered, and um, I forget, but I don't think there's anything really um, interesting about the lettering. Really, I think it's just pretty standard standard lettering. Um, other than he did it all himself, like clearly it's his hand handwriting. Um, yeah, and then there's no colors, so that just leaves that je ne sais quoi. Did I say that right? Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, which is um, the fact that you can see things that are in North Korea that 
uh, pictures can't take. And there's there's even a section of this book where uh, he goes on a walk through a neighborhood that he's not supposed to walk through kind of later on in his stay. And they confiscate his camera and the film that's in the camera because they say that he took pictures of the garbage, uh, which is a strange thing to get mad about. Um, but and he didn't take any pictures, so they gave the camera back. Um, but in the meantime, he's drawn things that he saw on that walk that, you know, he wasn't supposed to see, you know, and wasn't in the curated, because everything in North Korea, if you're a visitor, is curated for you to see, so that you can't see the actual problems that are happening in the country. So, uh, so yeah, that that really keeps you interested is seeing things that they don't want you to see, you know, and also him describing things that they do want you to see is really interesting too, because they're just as weird. So yeah, definitely check it out. That's self-contained or is it uh, like more than one book? Self-contained. Yeah. But he, he has other books too, um, in a similar light. I know I picked up a, another book by him. Okay, so on a scale of um, dog shit combined with horse shit combined with feces of a turtle, bottom part, all the way up to angels in the sky creating glitter for unicorns, how would you rank it? Um, I would give this a solid... Well, I want to give it the angels in the sky making glitter, but I feel like it, you know, nothing's perfect. So it, it must be sort of like the construction workers making diamond gates for St. Peter as an upgrade, um, sipping on, mojitos. you know, mojitos, yeah, in the break room. So, so good, but not perfect, but nothing's perfect. Nothing's so perfect, yeah. So, like, the best you can get period, because something's perfect. Yeah, I think so, because, yeah, it's just really a good book. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, What'd you read this week, Eric? I read Spy X Family. Okay. It is an ongoing manga series by uh, Tetsuya Endo. Um, I was the one that I kind of referred to earlier when I was discussing backgrounds. Uh, so the plot of this book is the main character, is a spy for a country called Western. And he is an Isero and his job is, his current mission is that he has to create a family and get this uh, daughter into, or child into a prestigious school. But to get to this prestigious school is super hard. So you have to actually have the appearance of a family and a girl. And so the girl is adopted, she doesn't have any kids. The, the wife is a girl he picks up that she says yes to being his pretend wife because unbeknownst to him, she's the number one assassin in the country. And the daughter is also a telepath. So, like, they're trying to keep their secrets, but the daughter knows what's happening because she can read everyone's minds. So, she's trying to make sure that the facade still keeps on going because this way they are, you know, like, because she was in an orphanage before this and she doesn't like this. And, she genuinely likes the characters. So the characters, even though they're like, it's just a mission, we don't like each other, 
genuinely do care about each other too. So it's a really good story with interesting good characters. Um, and so, so the art is actually really well done. It's actually what I like about it. It's not the best art I've ever seen, but like here's the art. It's done anime style, so like things tend to be over exaggerated. Um, they tend to have stuff like that too. Uh, backgrounds, if they're important, will be in there. For example, good Some, backgrounds. Sometimes backgrounds, sometimes no backgrounds. You mean always a background? If you look further down, see that's a background. There's no background. Right there. See those dots? Dot dot dot. Four dots. Background. That's Ooh, not, no, that's an expression. Background expression. <laughs> no, there's no wall behind her. There's nothing behind her. That's why it's the sky. You can clearly see it's the sky. Sky. There would be no sky. That's the ground. Sky. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so while he still has his main mission of getting her to the top, getting her to school, getting her all the way to the number one rank, like and so this way she can meet with all the highest ups of this enemy country. So he can talk to them and maintain the peace. So his ultimate goal is there are people that want a war between his country and the country he's spying at, and he wants to prevent that at all costs. And the best way they discovered to do this would be to get this girl, get get him to the top of this, get her to the top of the class, because once she's the top of the class, he they automatically get invited to meet up with every single higher up, at the uh, every single official like like the president, all that stuff of that country automatically because that's how prestigious the school is. And from there, he could use that as leverage to create everlasting peace between two countries. I'm sorry, I thought you were done with the story when I asked uh, about the art. No, I was just trying to, I was catching up with it. It's my bad. Um, yeah. So, so how's the art? It's good. The art is good. I really like it. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on. Is it? Yeah. Is there color? Uh, no, for the most part, there's not. The only time there's color is in the first, like, two pages. And next, those are bonus, like, stuff, just to kind of give you an introduction to everyone. So, like, the one that's fully color, right here, yeah, it shows like the fact that she's an assassin, he's a spy, and the daughter's a telepath. Okay, um, what about the lettering? Lettering is done good, is really well done because it actually does change depending on their emotions. So, uh, I'm so for example, so it's expressive, yeah. it's expressive. Like when they're upset or he's excited, he screams, okay. Because that too, when they're calm, like it will actually not even have a board bubble. So like she at one point is going there, there. Um, okay. And that's dumb and nothing was over there. But like when they do, it's just someone care, it's just a bubble, which is really well done. So I like that because that doesn't always happen. A lot of times it doesn't happen, especially in manga. Okay. And this time it's there and it makes a big difference. Oh, great. Great. Um, so that certain, I don't know what. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really there because this guy has been able to take a very simple premise and go super far well with it because the characters are all well defined and have strong and like and actually I can tell you not just based on the appearance but like what someone would say I can tell you which character with which. Um, and like each character has like their own motivation. I understand why they're trying to do it. So. That's important too, each character having a motivation. Yeah. And so, like, you would think that somebody would go down the wayside because 
like you see like for example a lot of times there's one character who's just like there's like yeah and that doesn't happen really which is a big deal okay. like even minor characters for example um have like i have strong personalities so like her teacher for example has a good strong personality who's all about elegance who like will scream out in joy whenever she sees elegance okay okay um, cool. So on a scale between uh, somebody setting uh, $100,000 on fire in a trash can and uh, those coins that Scrooge McDuck swims through, um, but warmed up so that you could have a hot tub of those, uh, where do you rate this comic? Uh, like you, I don't find anything perfect, but I would find this as the closest thing. So let's make the money be ice cold, and you might get a bloody nose if you don't, if you <laughs> swim too fast. So, <laughs> so it's like refreshing, but <laughs> it's refreshing, it's really good. And in the end, you think you definitely got your money's worth, but it might come with some pain. <laughs> okay, plus. You know, diving into money is going to hurt. Like, yeah, I don't know lot. how. I, I always find that impressed that you just dive into money. I mean, like, it's, if you ever try to dive into sand, it doesn't work. He was hurt. a tough duck, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, he was a very tough duck. He was a Scrooge McDuck. So uh, next week we got our work cut out for us. We're going to start going through artists uh, for your scripts, and yes. we'll come back with some more stuff that we've read. And I think mm-hmm. this has been our podcast still need cash phrase no no just say goodbye cash phrase goodbye oh my god no seriously do do say goodbye we do need a cat fine if i admit it we can just go goodbye what do we need though we need a catchphrase there it is goodbye